2: Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coryell. Here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Y'all already know that I'm here to bring you the information and the conversation to help you make the money and get the honey because I believe you can have it all as long as you are willing to work. Today I have the pleasure of plugging you in with Dominique Broadway. She is a top millennial money expert and the founder of finances demystified i had to put on my little money Ataya for (laughs) y'all for this conversation because we got a whole lot of money in this
1: book. Okay.
2: (laughs) Dominique, welcome to the show. Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you.
2: I'm excited to have this conversation. I love being able to plug my people in with the people who aren't just talking about it, but they really are about it. Um, And so I'm going to jump right in. I love to start by just taking you back to like life before becoming a boss. So what were you doing before you got into entrepreneurship?
3: Yeah, good question. So I feel like I've always been into entrepreneurship. You know, I was at that, that five year old selling bracelets and then selling mm-hmm. candy and I had a, a business. I was the COO of a business when I was 14, teaching kids how to use computers. So I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur, but. Um, I would say after college or before college, my, after college, my career was I was a licensed financial planner and advisor for high net worth individuals. So, I did money management, um, stock advising, investment management, and uh, wealth planning for those high net indivi- high net worth individuals. So, I worked at companies like UBS Financial Services, Element Financial Services, uh, United Capital. So that was my life before. I was I was a, a, a traditional stockbroker and financial planner.
2: You always been about that money. I love oh, it, and 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 what I love about what you've been able to do is that you're literally taking these principles, taking your experience from people who are already wealthy, and showing you know our community how they can use some of those same principles to build wealth for themselves. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I saw, you know, I was like scrubbing your Instagram to to see like, what is new in in your world? What can we talk about? And one of your posts just cracked me up because the caption started with, it's okay to get a BJ. And I'm like, what is it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is she talking about? But after further further research, your BJ was a bridge job. And I just thought that that is one of the conversations that we don't have enough because Mm -hmm. people are out here. And I'm going to have you define what a bridge job is. But people are out here. With these bridge jobs and feeling some type of way about it, like not yeah. wanting to talk about it. Um, so define what a what a bridge job is and talk about the importance of you know being okay if that's your situation.
3: Yeah, so a bridge job is literally that. It's like a job that I, that is a bridge, right? that's bridging you from from one place to wherever you're trying to be. And it is something that people are ashamed to talk about, ashamed to admit that they may need. And I know when I went into and went through my financial hardships, which I talk about all the time, you know, basically, you know, going completely broke, that was that bridge job was the thing that got me to like where I am today, right? Being able to say, listen, I'm gonna still work on my business, but my business ain't doing what I needed to do. So I'ma need to go and use my skills and talents to consult, to get a job. And for my situation, I ended up getting a consulting job. I got a consulting job with a nonprofit that focused on financial education. So I was still in my space, still able to make connections in my space, my passion for financial literacy, but I was able to get a retainer that created stability in my life. And it gave me the financial resources and the stability to have more resources and time to put into my business. That's literally what it is. So I like to think of my bridge job as my investor. Right. It was that thing that gave me that that capital that I needed um, to to just feel more financially confident and to not have to stress about bills, to not have to stress about getting my business where I needed it to be at the time. and, and, and lacking in other areas. So that's literally what what it is. And I think that more people need to, you know, everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to be the CEO. Let me tell you something. You can speak on this too this this ceo life is very very hard this life i have now i have way more money but as i say more money more problems um there's a lot more that comes with it right so sometimes i wish i miss the simplicity of you know just having a, a small business and a bridge job but that's essentially what a bridge job is it's just that thing that's going to give you those financial resources to create financial stability in your life so you can focus on all the other things that you want to focus on and
2: again, kudos to you for, and I mean, you know, it's easy to talk about what we've been through when we ain't going through it no more. You know, it's easy to say, you know, well, these are some of the struggles and this is what helped me to, you know, rebuild, but I can only imagine having to have that tough conversation with yourself, having to get real about your revenue, like what's really going on. And so many people will literally like Find themselves homeless, or find themselves really living above their means because we're trying to keep up with this title, or we're trying to keep up with social media and appearances, yeah. and, and trying to trying to seem like we have it all together when yeah. it's hard. Like entrepreneurship has it's it has its seasons, you know. And it's every hard. season, some of these are some rainy seasons, okay. And I'm not talking about raining dollars. Like some of these seasons, it's gray. Right. It's like, it's I don't it's know. <laughs> it's Right. It's dry out here. OK, you're right. I should say some of these seasons is dry. It's real dry, dry out here yeah. when you just don't know like what tomorrow brings. And those are mm-hmm. the conversations that I love being able to have because the truth in entrepreneurship is, first of all, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. You know, this is hard um, and being willing to have those tough conversations. Really being able to boss up because that's real, that's real boss life is yeah, that
3: self-realization. That that is really Mm -hmm. important. Like if you're not able to like have self-realization of like where you are and where you're actually at, you're you're never going to be able to get to crossover to honestly, to making the millions, to having the team, if that's something that you want to do. Now, a lot of people, some people, that's not even what they want to do. Some people just want to have their small business. You know, they're fine with making a few hundred thousand a year, which is great on their own terms. But if you really do want to go to the next level, that self-realization is going to be key. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm having to look at some of the worst things about myself every single day as I'm growing, right? As I'm growing and I'm expanding and, and taking on different different initiatives, I'm having to address those areas where I may not be good at um, and things like that.
2: And those are, again, hard, hard conversations to have because a lot of times we We want to go hire a coach. We want to take a course. We want to do the things, but we aren't willing. We're willing to do all the things. We're willing to pay all the money, but we're not always willing to pay attention to what's really going on with us you know, and what we're putting out that may be hindering us or why we may be running into these constant roadblocks. And a lot of times it is, you know, taking a step back and being willing to have that tough conversation, even if it's with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned, you know, being able to go from the small business to like really leading this company. And I know that you can't really do that as a solopreneur. And so one of the toughest transitions that, again, we don't talk about enough is building that team. It's learning how to delegate. It's learning how to go from entrepreneur to leader, which is not mm-hmm. natural for a lot of people. We don't no. have experience doing those things. Such a
3: different job.
2: So talk about it. Like help, help me out personally because this leading of a team, you know, this delegating, how? Like Yeah. How?
3: You know, honestly, it's it's really difficult and you know, I think a lot of times when you when you start as an entrepreneur, you're like you have your little your, your goal and your and your business, and you know it's just you and maybe one other person, and it's easy. But as you start growing, you realize that you you end up having two jobs: you're managing people and you're managing the business, the growth of the business, the vision, the strategy, all the things. Um, so for me, my first full time, my first full time hire, I had contract hires. My first full time hire was a chief of staff. I realized that. Listen, I love my team. I love people, but I'm a true ambivert, right? So an ambivert is a the mix of a of an introvert and an extrovert, right? I'm the kind of person where you see me, I'm on stage, I am on. When I am done, like I'm, listen, don't see me. like, I like that. I need to start saying that because that is me, yeah. but I just say I'm an introvert. But yeah, when I'm it. on, yeah, I'm on. TV. But see, you think about it because anyone who meets you be like, "You're not an introvert. Look at you exactly. doing this podcasting." So that's it. we're on when we're on, but when we're done, like I, you know, did a speaking engagement yesterday. I got off that stage. I am zapped. Like I have nothing else for the world for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that that can translate over to your business right it makes it a little bit harder to manage people it makes it hard to happy to be happy and go lucky all day long and to get on and be you know and, and be on and, and be this personality and be the talent because we're the talent we're the salespeople. people we're all the things in our business and so for me my first full-time hire was my chief of staff and because i needed someone that could lead And manage people better than me. Because I realized that was not my thing. I'm the kind of person where when I bring you on my team, I want you to come on. Just do what you're good at. But I ain't trying to be talking to you every day. Just just get your work done. Right? And people need a little bit more accountability than that. So for me, that chief of staff was that first person. um, My first full-time hire that helped me to um, find, train, hire everyone else on on my team. Because that's not something that I was really great at, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And again, self-awareness, because even knowing your personality, like I'm all for like the quizzes, the personality mm-hmm. tests, like all of the things, because you think that you can just have the skill set to be able to do the thing. But what I have found is like, it's really mindset. It's really like how all you're thinking. How you, it's all mindset. And so, you know, people love to skip past that. People don't want to spend time really talking about that. They're like, well, let's make the money. But it's going to be hard for you to maintain it. Mm hmm. That's why you don't succeed. That is that is it. That's the key. So I love that you you know were are honest and talking about it, but you were able to be honest with yourself around what you needed to be able to scale your business and to be able to, you know, really get to those goals that you saw for yourself. Um, so your business finances demystified.
3: Mm-hmm. What is your overall mission and goal? Yeah. So our overall mission is really just demystifying money right demystifying the conversations around money making people more financially confident making more making people more financially literate is really the goal we're really just trying to make people more financially confident i feel like the topic of money is something that should be talked about all the time just like we talk about sex or drugs or all these other things we're open to talking about when it comes to money it's like oh no girl Mm, don't talk about that don't ask me how much i paid for my house and it's silly right and i realized that. The one thing that everyone in the world has in common is money, right? If you got a lot of money or a little bit of money, if you are in a remote part of the world or not, you have some form of currency that you have to use to transact. Even if we're bartering, we're using some sort of currency to transact, right? So with that being said, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that we all have in common. So why are we not talking about it? It's just like we all have blood running through our veins, we all have to use money for something. So I am on a mission to just make people more financially confident, financially literate and make um, giving people just empowering people to know that if they want to build wealth, they can and that they should not be scared to talk about money at all.
2: So speaking of being more financially confident, we are like officially, I guess, is, is what they've been saying. We are officially in a recession, right? Scary yeah. to us specifically because we were kind of too young to really know what was going on in the last recession like we heard about it, it was a- i was in it. i don't
3: know about you. you
2: listen i was about to say you you was a ceo at 14 so let me just speak for myself okay let me yeah
3: I'm a, I'm a little i'm a little older than you so i was actually head on I, don't my- know if you was, I don't know
2: if you're a little older than me but you are a little more seasoned you're a little more seasoned for sure and experienced in this space because I was side hustling, but I wasn't COOing. That's like next level. But, um, so so for for people who are like scared out of their mind right now around, you know, what they should be doing, what they should stop doing, what is some advice or wisdom or tips that you can share to help us feel more financially confident for like getting through this season?
0: Yeah.
3: So, you know, All the financial experts say, you know, prepare for that rainy day, have your emergency savings. I think we learned in the pandemic that ended up lasting two years that that's what you're saving for. You're saving for those times, those types of economic downturns. And now we're heading into a recession. And this is my second recession that I remember living through. The first recession was in 08, 09. I graduated college in 07. I bought my first too, house in 07. girl. I knew you I wasn't
2: older than me. I knew
3: you. <laughs> so I bought my first house in 07. Um, I started working my corporate job in 07 in the stock market. So that's probably why I remember gotcha. even more. Because I was very much in it. in it on the day-to-day. We had clients losing millions of dollars a day. They were halting trading. You know, I was, that's why I just got licensed to trade. So I was actually doing, so I was very involved in the stock market. One of the things I will tell you, I am, A little excited actually very excited about this recession it all of us should be because millionaires are made in recessions just like millionaires were made in the pandemic the one thing about an entrepreneur right we thrive in these types of times because it allows us to get scrappy it allows us to really like what products and services can we create to truly impact people right and uh, I was doing some research and looking at the stock market, right? I know I'm, I'm a stock market girl. And looking at the returns that people were seeing, the people that were not um, as, let's say, as financially educated. When the last when the stock market tanked in 08, 09, they pulled their money out, which mean, that meant that they ended up losing a lot of money, locking in the losses, right? The stock market tanked and they were locking in the losses. The wealthy people that I was working with, were doing the complete opposite. They were doubling down. They were doubling down, right? And if you go look at any chart, you will see there was just big dip, right? With all the stocks um during the recession, and then there's just big uptrend after. That's the ride that I want all of us to ride going forward. Mm-hmm. The uptrend. This is literally an opportunity for us to make tens, if not hundreds, if not millions of dollars as the economy starts to rebound over the next probably year and a half or two, and as the stock market rebounds. I was doing some research and looking to see that the S&P 500 did like a 570% average or 570% on average increase from the last um, recession to now. So that means that any money that you've had still sitting in there probably increased over 500%, over 500% that's insane. There's no investments right now that are giving us that. So everyone's getting freaked out about, oh my God, get your money to the stock market. I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm doubling down with my kids' investments. I'm doubling down with my investments because things are literally on sale, right? Me and our students were looking at some investments the other day. We're finding investments that are literally like 70, 80% off what they were last year, this last year, this time. Now you see that in the stock market, you get scared, but if you walk up in um in, in Target and you see something 80% off, you're like, oh girl, let me buy five. Treat yeah. the stock market the same way. It's the same thing, right? So that's why I'm actually really excited about it. But I would say, you know, look into investment opportunities. This this is there's literally so many investment opportunities surrounding us right now. But from a personal finance standpoint, also just making sure that you got your cash ready. This is not the time to. Um, you know, to uh, to be overspending and living beyond your means as we are preparing or if we're in the recession or wherever it's happening right now, this is a really great time to make sure you have your finances together make sure you can handle life in the event that you don't make any money for six months, right? But also making sure that we are taking advantage of all the things that are happening. So when things do start to rebound, you're not the person that is like, a lot of people last time were like, oh man, I missed it. I missed it, man. I missed it. Please stop being the I missed it person. We've already told you. You listening to this podcast. We're like, listen, this is what happened last time. It's happening again, right? And you know, black folks, we love to miss, we love to miss, miss miss something. And, and miss talk it. about and be, it. And talk about it and be like, oh, next time we'll be there. Next time we'll be there. I don't know if you'll be there next time, right? But I know what's happening this time. I know what happened last time. And if history keeps repeating itself the way that it has always done, act right. Act accordingly. Get in. Don't next time fear. is now. Yes, it's now it is now. So that's my advice. This is, this is, this is an opportunity.
2: So you are heavy in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Tell me, cause I got a little money in stock market, girl, but I promise you all know what I'm doing. Okay. I, I just be out here on a prayer like Lord and I'll be making a couple of dollars, but I just be getting lucky. What is the difference between trading stock
3: mm-hmm. and
2: trading options? And if I'm saying that wrong, please correct me for the
3: people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, So, well, I guess let's talk about what a stock is, what an option is, right? So, if you're buying a stock, a stock is essentially you um, purchasing um, or investing into the company and owning shares in that company. So, if you're trading the stock, you're typically, most people, you're buying it at one price and selling it at a higher price, right? That's typically what you're doing. So, you're buying it at $5 and hoping to sell it when it gets to six or seven or eight or 10 or whatever, right? So, that's essentially trading a stock. You're investing into a company buying shares of it, and then hoping that the price goes up and selling it, right? When it comes to options, options are when you are purchasing an option or a contract on a company. So you are not actually buying the stock. You're not buying the shares. You're not buying the stock. You are buying the ability to control these shares, right? So when you're buying an option contract, right? Each option contract equals one. You saw my confusion. Was, yeah. I'm trying to stay with you. Okay. Each option contract. Okay. Allows you to control 100 shares. For mm-hmm. so example, you can go to Apple right now and buy one share for, um, I don't know. I think it's trading like 150 bucks a share, right? So you can say, hey, I'm going to go buy one share of Apple for $150. Cool. Or you can buy one option call, a call option. On Apple stock. Now that means that you are controlling how many shares does it equal? A hundred. Okay. So now you're controlling a hundred shares of Apple stock instead of buying just one, one. Exactly. Okay. So if we're buying a call on Apple stock, that means that I'm anticipating Apple stock price to go up. So there's two types of options. There's calls and there's puts. Mm-hmm. So if We're anticipating a stock price to go up. We buy calls if we're anticipating a stock price to go down we buy puts okay i always say call up put down call okay i'm with you down. okay well so you're saying hey i think apple stock is going to go up but i don't want to just buy the stock right that's going to cost me a lot of money instead i want to control hundreds of shares and make a profit when the stock goes up via the premium price So when you buy an option contract, you're not paying the price of the stock. You are paying the premium price, similar to an insurance policy, right? So if the, uh, let's say if it's a dollar per share to buy an option on Apple times 100 shares, your investment is $100. Okay. Now you're investing or, or controlling 100 shares of Apple, for almost the same price to buy one share. So the way that we make money is when the price of the Apple stock goes up, that causes the Apple uh, call option, the premium price to go up as well. Mm-hmm. So that price may go up from $1 to $1.50. And now I can go and sell that call option on Apple for $1.50. So I paid $1 for it. So I paid a hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. And now I'm selling it at $450. So that has given me the ability to control and still play option Apple uh, Apple stock without actually having to control to own all of the stocks. So let's say if you bought that one share of Apple, mm-hmm. paid $150, and it went up to, you know, $155, right? You only I'll made five dollars.
0: Yes, but if we bought the
3: option on it, right, we made fifty dollars with a smaller investment.
2: So with the options, it just requires more due diligence with like the research because you're predicting basically. With all things,
3: you're predicting. Oh, okay. right, because you right. think about. That's
2: even, why I be it up. So, so this is the see. This is the thing.
3: So it depends on what your goal is. Okay. That's where people get confused. Now, is your goal to trade it? Now, trading it means I'm going to just maybe buy this today and sell it today or buy it today, sell it tomorrow. Right. Or is your goal to invest? If your goal is to invest, you're like, hey, I'm going to invest in Apple today and I'm going to just save these for my son for later. Right. I'm just going to keep money in, keep putting money in. With that, you're not necessarily trying to predict anything because you're like, this is long term.
1: Mm hmm.
3: Now, there's a couple ways with options, right? With options, you can... Like, I do a lot of option trading, right? So you can buy an option in the morning, maybe sell it in the evening or sell it the next day for, for a, a profit. Mm-hmm. But you can also buy leaps, right? Which have a longer time period where you're holding those for maybe a year or two years and making profit there. So those mm-hmm. have a longer time frame. So that's why there's levels to it, but it kind of depends on what your goal is. So if you came to me and said, hey, Dominic, I want to do two things. I want to... Make money every day. Cool. Got to do that. But I also want to create a portfolio for my son Mm that is a long term portfolio. Okay, well, cool. For the long term portfolio, we're going to start picking a couple investments, setting it on um, set it and forget it, doing what we call dollar cost averaging, putting money in consistently every month, not even thinking about it. Okay, and let that ride out. Or, I mean, and you got to say, hey, OK, cool. But I also want to trade was a couple of ways you could trade. You can buy stocks. And if you have larger amounts of money, buy stock, purchase them, sell them when they go up. But to do that, you're typically going to need larger amounts of capital, right? Because you're buying all of the shares. But with the options, while we love them, they allow you to control hundreds of shares of stock at a fraction of the cost. So you can buy those call options. One of the things I know a lot of our students do, we, we trade based on like earnings, right? So uh, I think it was like Palantir, like a week ago, I did a, a trade for, my, for showing my, my students a trade and we bought Palantir's call options because I was like, I think their, their stock price is about to go up. I was correct. The stock price went up, which triggered the option call price to also increase, right? And we made like $1,000 in 30 minutes or something like that, right? But that's a quick trade. You see what mm. I'm saying? So that's a long explanation, but that's the difference between the two. Hopefully that makes a little that bit. That does of-
2: make sense. And it made me feel like I am doing it backwards because I was thinking you had to have more money to invest up front with options. Yeah. But really, it's the other way around. It's the other way
3: around. Mm. It's other OK, way around.
2: so is this is this <laughs> a situational? Is this question a situational question? Because mm-hmm. um, my husband is always like you playing around with these stocks you can bought one share this and one share that is this and, and your answer might be like it just depends but does it make sense to buy a share here and a share there or is it more does it make more sense to have you know 20 shares in this one thing versus one share of 20 different stocks
3: so I would say this it depends on your financial situation right okay. so I think, listen, I think it's great if people just invest in something, right? So my thing is just do something versus nothing. So if that means you buy one share here, buy one share here until you get your feet wet, go for it. But the long-term goal is for you to have a hopefully $100,000, multi-million dollar portfolio. So you'll get away from just buying one share at a time. You'll start to, your goal is to start accumulating shares. The easiest way to start accumulating shares is to do it consistently, right? So like even for my kids, right? We have a set amount that goes, I think like the third of the month. Third of the month, a few thousand dollars goes and buys them shares and Apple and Amazon, all these companies that I think ain't going nowhere literally. So my don't, Dawson don't got to think about it. Demi don't got to think about it. I don't have to think about it. It's just happening. And then I look in their account and it's growing You know, from 10 shares to 20 shares to 50 shares to 100 shares to 200 shares to 300 shares. But I'm not even having to think about it. So your goal is to start accumulating lots of shares in these companies. So I want to have thousands and thousands and thousands of shares in Apple thousands and thousands and thousands of shares in Amazon, right? I remember working with my high net worth clients, this is what they would have. They would literally have, oh, they have one point five million dollars worth of Apple stock. Eight hundred thousand dollars worth of Amazon stock. Four hundred thousand dollars worth of Google stock. That's how the big boys do it. Okay. Unless we all we all can do it. I'm playing way. little girl games over here. You know, but, but we all start somewhere. So just keep accumulating. That's why I always say just kind of dollar cost average. Don't feel like you need to be sitting here picking stocks if that's not what you want to do. If you want to long-term invest, set a day. So you may say, hey, on the 15th of every month, I'm going to take $250, have it automatically go and buy me more Apple, more Apple, more Apple, more Apple. And You'll look up in a few months and boom, you have a nice portfolio of stocks. The other benefit to that is that you get dividend payments, right? I love that. Every week or so, I'm getting a dip, or every couple of weeks, I'm getting a dividend payment from a company. So, a how does that
2: happen? Because I do see people talking about that, but I ain't never got no dividend payment.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, you're so one, probably because you own like want to some of these stocks. And you may not be noticing, <laughs> but you also want to accumulate some of the stocks, right? So, that's so the benefit to that, or how that happens is a dividend is, is when a company says, Hey, we've done so great. We want to share in our earnings with you. So some companies have set dividend schedules um, like Apple stock. They have a, they do a quarterly dividend payment. Their last few dividends were about 22 cents per share. So for every single share of Apple Uh, stock that I own, they gave me an extra payment of 22 cents. So that 22 cents can do a couple things. You can have it set to reinvest and buy more Apple stock, which is what I do. Or you can have that payment set to just go in cash and you can, um, take it out, live off of it, whatever. So that's where the longer term play, you're hoping to get your portfolio to a place where it's literally just generating money for you. I am literally getting paid by companies for holding my stock, for holding their stock. So I'm getting paid when they make money, but I'm also getting an extra check just for owning their stock. So that's how that works.
2: Okay. So I'm definitely going to look at my accounts when we finish this because (laughs) I got to stop playing around. Um, I feel like And this is probably because, like you said, money is, like, such a taboo topic for some reason. It's one that we're not always comfortable talking about. And I just feel like someone in your position where you're not just investing on your behalf, on your children's behalf, but you're having these conversations. You're leading this community of people who look to you for this wisdom and for this advice. Is there pressure to, like, not be perfect personally, but is there pressure to, like, have all the
3: answers and make the right calls no. because people are no no I'm just no pressure for me. You know why I used to feel a lot of pressure? But I realized that I'm not going to always have all the answers. Like I am very okay with saying like I don't know. Like I'll be on something like, "Y'all, I don't know. This is something new. I I just heard about it. Let me go check it out." Mm-hmm. I don't know everything, right? Nobody knows everything. Um anyone says they do know everything, run away from them. So no, They're I don't I, mean, I don't feel any pressure whatsoever. I think we're all learning, right? I may know a little bit more in one area than some people, but someone may hit me with something. I'm like, oh, that's super cool! I didn't know about that. So, mm-hmm. but that's what I think life and learning is all about, right? You know, being open to growing and, and, and getting additional knowledge.
2: And one of the best ways that I've definitely um, learned over the years, and especially as an entrepreneur, one of the best ways to learn is from having people around you who are adding value, right? And not being, you know, not being the smartest person in the room, not being the wealthiest person in the room. Like having somebody that you can learn from, somebody who's been there, you know, and and can share their wisdom, their lessons learned, their their you know horror stories, so that you don't have to go through those things as well. And I know that you have like your crew, your circle of, I call them rich friends, but rich in more ways than just money, right? People who are evolving and people who have elevated to a certain point, what would you say is like the biggest value and benefit of surrounding yourself with those rich
3: relationships? Yeah, it's, it's, man, the value is there. You can't even put a value on it. It really is. It really is priceless. I think, um, Having being surrounded by people who are thinking just as big as you, who are thinking bigger than you, allow you to think bigger, allow you to dream bigger. It allows you to it allows you to get exposed to things that you may not even be excuse me thinking about or dreaming about, right? Always say people, you know say, oh, why would I buy this? Why would I buy that? I can just I can just go to Google. Totally you can. But what if you don't know what to Google? Right? Have you ever got to the Google screen and you like, mm, I don't know how to put this in? I know what to say. What do, I, what, do I, what, do I, what do I type? So, that to me is that value, like even knowing what to Google. I've learned certain concepts with people and I'm like, I never even knew this was a thing. So, that alone has helped me. I feel like that alone has helped me to, to become a multimillionaire, to build now an eight figure business by surrounding myself with like minded people who are thinking of ways that I may not even be even be thinking, right? Um, I'm actually about to do a deal now that one of my friends was like, hey, you can do this and raise evaluations. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that, right? And now this is going to turn into another huge like, multi-hundred thousand dollar opportunity just because I wasn't thinking this way. And someone else in my circle was like, yo, you should do this thing. I saw someone else do it. That's priceless, right? I, I didn't have to pay them for that or anything. So I think it's very important to make sure that like you said, you don't want to be the the richest friend. You don't want to be the richest person in the room. You also don't want to be the 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 um when you're the the client of someone, you don't want to be their wealthiest client either, right? I mean you need to go somewhere else because they probably don't even have the strategies that can help get you to the next level. Um, so that alone is priceless. I think people need to start investing more in their circles and investing more into mm themselves. I think that we spend a lot of time and we waste a lot of time. We waste, lot, we waste a lot of money. We waste a lot of energy trying to figure stuff out on our own. I can do it by myself. I don't need nobody. I-N-D-E-N-P-E-N-T. I can spell it out. You know what I'm saying? That whole independence thing is cute, but it's not It's not going to get you where you want to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's more people really need to spend that time learning from people that have already been there. That's some of the best investments I made. Like it will help save you hundreds of thousands of dollars just learning from someone that can be like, Oh, just do it this way. Yeah. Oh, why not do it? Like, come on now we all want a shortcut. Right. But it's like people want the shortcut, they don't want to do the work. Um, so I think it's, it's just, it's super priceless. And especially where, where this, where this, where, where the world is headed now. And we are so online, just even the value of being in person and, and making those connections is becoming more and more priceless than before.
2: For sure. And I think um, not even I think I know like the benefit of having you as a mother, you know, Mm -hmm. is for your children, because, you know, I I've heard the stories of people who say, you know, well, my mom, I have a friend whose mom gifted her with the 800 credit score, you know, Mm -hmm. as her 18th birthday gift because she had been doing the things along the way, making the plans and preparing. And what are some of the things That you're currently doing aside from obviously having these investment counts for your children, but what are some of those like wealthy parenting uh, principles that you are like living by because you know I got a little boy over here his post little stock account we gonna work on it. But what are some other things that we should be considering um, for our children.
3: Yeah, you know, I got little kids, too. So I don't know if they're really listening, but I'm putting the stuff in place for them. But, um, you know, my kids are young. So I think just honestly, little stuff right now, like I have a one year old, almost three year old just sharing. Right. Like, I'm on some basic stuff like, you know, my three year old ain't trying to share my one year old. No, we're sharing. Right. Or we're going through. We're giving away toys. Do you want these toys? I ain't seen you play with this toy. Maybe we can give it to someone in need. Like, even just little concepts, like teaching them the concept of sharing and giving, right? Early, right? That's a lot, a lot of, there's only so much you can teach them at that age. But I would say, as they get older, like, just trying to enforce that work ethic in them, right? I think we're, we've all, you know, thankfully have put ourselves in these amazing situations where our children are going to have very different lives than we had, right? My daughter was on her first private jet at one and a half. On, and I, I think I about was it. 34, right? <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, she's already at a different stage. So, I think it's just making sure that we're putting that work ethic. In, into them, right? Letting them know that this stuff didn't just come, that we had to work for it. And they're going to have to do some work, too. But working smart with their minds. It doesn't always have to be hard manual labor, really promoting them using their minds and their brain skills and and showing them how all the different ways to make money. I think the biggest thing is also showing them that making money isn't just going out and getting a job. Making money can be can be investing like all these things. Kids can start doing all this stuff now. I think also enforcing into them making their money work for them. These are all wealthy habits. Right. Um, Poor people are just raising their children to get jobs. Wealthy people are raising their children to understand how to make their money work for them, how to get people to work for them. Right, as simple as that. That's a big, a huge difference. And so I think those are just some of the wealthy mindsets that I'm even noticing that I've seen my other wealthy friends, how their parents raised them versus maybe how I was raised. How we can start implementing into our children because we all trying to have these black trust trust fund babies, right? But what does that mean? How is that going to impact them later on? That's where a lot of us, because we're new to this, we don't know yet. Right. So we have to make sure that we're putting um, we're also enforcing into them sharing, giving back, work ethic, like all those things as well. I think that's equally as important. Because If not, they'll just blow all the all the wealth that we created anyway. Because they Wasting say it, well wasted our time two generations. We're creating
2: these trust funds and then they ain't even gonna take care yeah, of it Yeah, they they say most money. most well on, literally
3: only lasts like two generations. The, the second generation usually blows it. So yeah,
2: yep. But having these conversations, thinking ahead, you know, even at such a young age, like you said, instilling those morals, because in my opinion, that's what it's really going to take for you to be able to manage this wealth that mommy is out here, um, mm-hmm. is out here building. OK, so my last question, again, tied to your social media, because I, I was stalking. <laughs> you put up a post that I thought was just, again, just a conversation that needs to be had, and it said, mm-hmm. You're not a bad mom if you have a higher calling outside of your children. So how or who yeah. is helping you to be able to manage mogul life and mommy life?
3: Listen, it's a lot. It is it is a lot. It's, it's the one thing I've, I feel like I've, I've, this morning I, I got up my flight. I was in Arkansas speaking um, for Walmart and Parker and Gamble executives yesterday and I was posing back at midnight and my flight ended up getting in at 3 a.m. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. And I never forgot. I got up and everyone was like, how are you up? I got up, made the kids breakfast because my nanny came in late. And they're just like, how are you doing all the things? And I'm like, you just do them, right? You don't have a choice. You just do them. But I would say having that team is so important. I have an amazing support system. Like, I don't have a lot of family. actually only have Two family members here in Miami, my sister, my dad. My sister is just absolutely hands on with my daughters. Uh, my nanny is, I couldn't do any of this without her, right? Has been really, really instrumental. But also my team, right? I have an amazing director of marketing and chief of staff, all those, all of them. I have a team within my business that I can trust. I could disappear for three, four days. I wouldn't do that. But I could disappear for three, four days and I know they're gonna run this thing and we're still gonna make money just if I was there. And so I think those are the core, the core people for me and, and my mom, you know, she's she's in another state, but just having those people who are constantly pouring into me, I think that's what's really important. And amazing friends. I have some just amazing friends who are constantly pouring into me because you know, a lot of times as a mom and as a CEO, we're pouring into everybody all the time. But if no one's pouring into you, it can get bad because we're, there's a lot of days where I'm sure you wake up and you feel like, listen, as soon as you wake up, it's, it's mommy, 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 this, like, and it's like, oh my gosh, y'all. Mm-hmm. I brush my teeth. It can I take brush. you out. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say just really surrounding yourself by people that love you. And I will also say, just be very cognitive, you know, as you know, now I'm a single mom, right? So that's a new thing that I'm navigating. Girl, I
2: wasn't going to talk about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a new thing that I'm navigating. But having those people that, like, really, village. really ride with you, that's the part, too. Because there's a lot of people that I've noticed that will just try to latch on, okay? They'll try to latch on. They want to ride your ride with you. And be very cognitive. Just take a second and realize, like, who's really around you because they... Because they they rock with you, because they support you, because they are, you know, they they want you to win. They're not secretly hoping that, you know, that they want that they can sabotage you or, or put you or, or, that they, or
2: want you to win so that they could be a part of it. Because that's the that thing, part. too.
3: That part. And so, you know, everyone on here, as you're listening, like if you're a CEO or not, whatever, whatever you're doing, as you're leveling up, just be conscious of who is around you and their intentions. Because not everyone's intentions are good. And just filter people out. You know what I'm saying? If you don't think they they, they would you, let them go. But you're going to need a really good core team. You cannot do it by yourself. That's the most important thing. Because women, we feel like we can do it all. And we can do a lot of things. But we'll just start doing it all, but not well. Mm-hmm. And things will start to suffer. Um, and also, like, like that post was saying, it's okay to have a, a calling outside of your children. And I think a lot of times we become moms, or, or historically, it's like, once you have children, you stop what you're doing. You do nothing else. You stay home. You breastfeed your children till they're five or whatever, you know, and that's cool. We, we've had our breastfeeding conversations. Right. But I'm like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be girl, a girl. He still, he still ain't oh. left me alone. I'll God. update. <laughs> I'm going to go make me fly to Atlanta. I'm going to come to Atlanta. Hell listen. <laughs> Send help, please listen here. Um, but no, I think that's really important. Like I have an equal, if almost probably, if almost not greater purpose to impact the lives of millions of people. I know that. But I also have an equally important role to raise these two women that hopefully they'll go out and impact millions of lives. It's equally as important. God didn't just put me here to be a mom. He put me here to be a mom and also to impact other people. And I have to take both roles very seriously. And so any mom that's out there and you know, trying to delay becoming a mom because they feel like they have to do this, or they, or 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 you know, not starting that thing because they are a mom. You can do both things, and you have to. Yes. You have to because this and, is what and God let the you mom guilt go because it ain't yes. going to get you nowhere. Let that go, and they don't care. They do not care at all because they and, don't and they're reaping and the be... benefits. Yes, but they don't grow. They don't be thinking about us anyway. Yeah, true, true. They we turn 14, be, 15, they ain't
0: checking for
2: us. They gonna be like, peace <laughs> out. Dominique, I have truly enjoyed this conversation, and I know that the people who are tuned in do not want it to end. So, where can they find you online? How they can how can they connect with you on social, and just how can
3: they get more of of what you got? Yeah, for sure. Um, so on Instagram at Dominique Broadway, our business is at Finances Demystified, and the website is also Finances Demystified. But if you go to Dominique Broadway you'll see all of our links. We have tons of free upcoming challenges. We're just educating people for free on all things money, all things wealth building, um, just a lot of really amazing things coming down the pipeline. So just please make sure you go, give us a follow, check out the links, check out all of our free classes. And I want to work with you on this wealth building journey. Yes,
2: wealth building journey. I appreciate you truly. I appreciate the work that you're doing because you could literally just ride off into the sunset with what you've been able to do for yourself. But you are. Listen, some days I listen. Listen, and and you could, but you are choosing to give back um, and to really do it in an impactful way. So I appreciate you. I know that the lives um, that are being changed, you know, are definitely appreciative of the work that you're doing. Thank you. Y'all, another game changing, (laughs) life changing conversation here on the Girl Stop Playing podcast. Stop playing. Get out there and get to work. I'll see you
1: next week.